Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle. And build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit FreelanceToFounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, have you ever wondered if you're leaving money on the table in your business? If you don't have a solid pricing strategy, then you probably are. And in this episode, we coach Natalia, who tells us she just doesn't feel comfortable with finances and a pricing strategy. So this call is all about how Natalia and anyone listening can figure out exactly how much to charge and whether to charge hourly by the project or something else entirely. Your pricing strategy could be literally the difference between growing or dying as a business. So stay tuned. You're going to want to catch this episode. We'll be right back. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I'm Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air today, as always, is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. What's up, man? We are going to do this podcast in English, right? (laughs) (laughs) We are going to do this podcast in English uh, today, even though Natalia uh, is our guest calling in from Puerto Rico. Hey, Natalia, how are you? Hi, I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. We were psyching Clay out a bit with our Spanish before we hit record. But yes, Clay, we're going to do this all in English, unless Natalia forgets any words, and then I'll help her out. I only know survival She was telling us us, uh, that English, uh, that, you know, she's like worried about forgetting words in English. And sorry to embarrass you if I am, Natalia, but 
we were saying like how amazing your English is. You don't have to worry about it oh at all. Oh my God, thank you so much. I'm, I'm literally going to try my best. But yes, since I don't practice uh, speaking English with people like every day, sometimes I forget about words, but yeah, here I am. <laughs> Let's go. I would, I would venture to say you I mean, speak better than some Americans that I've met. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm well, honored. We do live in Texas, so <laughs> no, I seriously wondered if you were calling from because I saw on your on your survey that you were from Puerto Rico, but I wondered if maybe you, you know, lived in the states somewhere or something. But no, I mean, it sounds fantastic. So we'll stop flattering you. We'll move on. But um, <laughs> but so welcome much. to the show. We're excited to have you. <laughs> Natalia, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your business? Let the listeners know who you are, what kind of work you're doing, what your work situation looks like in that sort of thing. Yeah, of course. So hi, everyone. My name is Natalia, and I'm basically a freelance beginner. So I started my copywriting business in October. So yeah, um, I basically offer website copy, social media content, um, any type of uh, copy, honestly, because I'm just starting out. So yeah, um, I offer them both in English and Spanish. Um, I figured that maybe that could open more doors uh, for clients internationally. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm basically doing that. Just you know, um, putting myself out there um, on different freelance um, platforms like Upwork, on um, Fiverr, um, referrals, and all of that. So yeah, that's basically where I'm where where I'm standing. I love it. So this is still a side hustle for yes. you, still mm-hmm. working a full time mm-hmm. job. Um, but since October, you've been you've been trying to build this side hustle up a bit. That's congratulations. First of all, that's a big yeah, deal. Thank you. Um, to yeah, make that's that awesome. Tell us like, yeah, tell us, um, tell us current, like maybe your best client or clients right yes, now. Yes, of course. So I only have two. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean that's great i mean you've been in business yeah, like two months exactly, so exactly. ready have to yes i'm very grateful right. yes i'm very grateful for that i know that many people don't have you know the the, the chance that like the luck to have two clients that fast so um both of them are in the entertainment industry which is great because what that's that's one of the niches that i wanted to focus on and there, mm. one of them works in the music industry, and the other one is um, on the film industry. So it's very fun, um, very creative, very different from what I've done in the past. So yeah, I'm I'm very happy. I'm one of them. I'm I'm helping because he's building a um, an audio audiovisual production course. So I'm script writing the, the entire course. It's in it's in Spanish. He's from Venezuela. And the other one, she's starting her um, artist consulting agency, and I'm helping her with her website copy. So it, it's very fun. I've never done any of those things, so I'm, I'm learning a lot along along the way. So I'm very happy. Wow, that's yes. awesome. That's that sounds like a lot of fun. What do you what do you do at your day job? I'm I'm actually a full time copywriter. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. okay, yes. great. So you do have you do have experience in copywriting, just not in necessarily those industries or working with the clients as directly or anything exactly. like that. I don't I don't have much experience as a freelancer, but I have been working yeah. with copywriting for the past six years. So yeah. Do you work at an agency or do you work like as an in house copywriter? I'm an in house copywriter, yeah. So I'm getting a bit bored, okay, so honestly. Cool. 
Yeah, writing about the yes. same thing over yeah, and over exactly, and over. Exactly, exactly. And I, I, we basically sell power generators. So it's a very random thing, a, ra- oh a very random God. topic. <laughs> but here in Puerto Rico, the, the power outages are very, um, very common um, this past few years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a bit boring, but I'm very happy to, you know, help people, you know, have power every day. And how long you been it, doing that? I've been for a year. A, a I, don't, I just I just can't imagine writing copy for power generators for a year. Yes, I know. It's how much random. copy can you actually create about power <laughs> generators? That's you know that's that's the main. That's like my I don't know like. The, hey guys, the, the power, power went out. Use this power yeah. generator to have power. Boom, yeah. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Like I don't mean to like. I'm sure there's way more involved with that. With yeah, gen- no, I'm just super. Know. I'm super ignorant. I'm just like kind of going off of the, it's kind of, boring. yeah, no, don't worry. And there's a lot of competition over here. So, you know, it's, it's, there's always something to say, um, because you, we, we want to be different from the rest. And so, mm-hmm. and because it is such a, a common topic over here, sadly, um, well, you know, there's always something to talk about. It's very relevant. It's a very relevant topic. Everyone wants a power mm-hmm. generator over here or a solar system, solar system which we also sell so yeah there's always something to talk about well i'm i mean it's good you're staying busy and obviously um paying the bills with with the day job i let's talk a little bit about where you'd like your business to go from here so you know listeners long-time listeners of the show know that when we have a guest on the show like natalia today we have you fill out a really short questionnaire among other things we ask on a scale of one to 10, one being a freelancer, 10 being a founder, where are you currently? And, and then where would you like to be in a half of a year or maybe a year? Natalia, you put that you're at a one. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. It's a side hustle. You're just getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, you're completely just a freelancer. In six or 12 months, you'd like to be at a five. Mm-hmm. Um, could you tell us what that looks like? Like uh, when you picture a five for your freelancing career or your agency or whatever, are you still at your day job? Do you have a team? Do you have bigger or smaller clients? Like what does your business look like at a five? Of course. So um, I definitely see myself doing this um, as a full-time thing. Um, I don't see myself with um, hiring other people um, in a year. Definitely see it. Um, later on, but I would, I would really like to have, I don't know, I, I don't know if like three to five clients, retainer clients, I don't know if that that's a lot. You, you, you guys will tell me. Um, but yeah, I, I would really just would like to do this as a full-time thing. Um, you know, my main struggle is that I have these two clients, I have the full-time job and I feel like I don't have time for myself because I get out of my eight to five job and then I get home, I have to continue working for the other clients and I feel exhausted. And, you know, I just, I want to, um, make this business my full-time, um, job in a year. So yeah, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that you have a clear vision. Um, that side hustling stuff. It's no joke. I did that for, I don't remember eight years or so. so It it is. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Um, but you know, depending on even, even if you were to side hustle for a year or two, um, it does get easier with time. You start to learn and build some processes. Um, the, the first, the first year is probably the most exhausting because you're just like figuring Mm -hmm. out 
what the processes are, what hours you can work on your side hustle, how to how to juggle your day job with your business and still have it grow. And so there's lots of questions, but you'll get through it. I have no doubt. Let's let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the biggest hurdles you're facing. Maybe what Clay and I could help you with today. What what what's standing in your way from being a five in a year or two from now? Um, I honestly, I just don't know how to make the the transition. Um, I don't know how many clients should I have in order to have like a steady income every month. I don't know, you know, and I I know it depends. I know there's not like a secret formula for everyone, but yeah, I don't know if you guys could suggest what, how should I make this transition as easy as possible? Because I do want to start off um, next year. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm basically struggling with that. And I think um, I'm trying to manage my time as best as I can. But, you know, as I said before, I feel a bit burnout. So if you guys could, if you guys could suggest something about that, how to manage my time better, well, that would be great. What are you spending your time on? I spend my time, well, I get out of work at 5 p.m. And mm-hmm. then um, I get home and then I, I basically, I work for my freelance clients from six to nine because I want to get some sleep. I don't want to be like available, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, until late. Um, So I basically, I basically have meetings with them. Um, I try to work um, on the the tasks that I have. It's just, I don't know how to explain. I just feel like, Okay, so you you get off work at five. Do, are you married? Mm-hmm. Have kids? No, I'm not married. Okay. I do have two pets, and I have a boyfriend. I live with him. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So you get off work at five. You so you say you from, and then you come home. Then from like what six to nine is what you said. You work on this this side business. Mm-hmm. Sometimes then, I work. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sometimes I I, I wanted to mention so. I get uh, I get to work at eight a.m. So I try to like um, tackle as many uh, tasks uh, tasks as I can from eight to twelve at, at the full time job, and then from no- uh, one p.m. to five p.m. If I have time, because I most of the time I do, um, mm-hmm. I I tackle on some of the freelance tasks. Um, but basically, um, I try to focus on on the freelance stuff when I get home. Okay. And mm-hmm. you, how much time, so you have two clients, how much time are you spending on the two clients? Like, is it every single day? Like for the, like how, how many hours a week? Oh my God. I had to, I, I don't, I can't, I don't know, honestly. Um, but I, I try to focus on one client, um, per day. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, like for example, today I'm going to work with the, the music um, industry clients, and then tomorrow I'm going to concentrate on the other one. So I don't know. I think I, I guess I guess three hours a day. If are that re- makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are these retainer clients or are they like? So by the task? one of them. So one. Well, two of them. Well, both of them. Um, they're supposed to be just a one-time pr- uh, project, but I think one of them, the the course one. Um, I think it's going to be a retainer client because he's already mentioning that he wants me to help him with social media content and um, his sales funnels and other stuff. So I think we're going to work for in, you know, for a long time. 
I really do hope so. Do they current? Do you currently get paid by the hour though, or do you get paid by the project? No, I'm or? getting paid by the hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that so so um, for me, that's a big red flag for time management. Oh, okay. um, which I understand. Yeah. Getting paid by the hour is sometimes where you have to start when you're first getting started. Mm-hmm. So not faulting you for that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But if you can, with current or especially with future clients, switch to either a per project model or even better, a retainer model, and we can get into some of that in a minute. The reason you want to get away from hourly is because right now, the only way for your business to grow is for you to dedicate more hours to the work, right? And where you're side hustling, as opposed to having full time, but this applies even if you had, if you had the whole day open, you would still have the limitation, right? We all have 24 hours in a day. The most you can make in a day, the most in your very best day, is 24 times your hourly rate. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's if you don't eat, if you don't sleep, if you don't relax, if you don't have a personal life. And that's if you don't do any of your business management stuff. You just work on billable hours. So it's obviously not realistic. And so the, the more strategic route would be to do fixed projects or recurring uh recurring payments. And and that's because if you do, for example, a fixed project and you finish it in an hour instead of three hours, you've now rewarded yourself for getting paid more by the hour, right? Then uh, instead of getting penalized for getting paid less to complete the same project that you, does that that make sense? So really like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So getting paid by the hour is really a penalty to yourself. and as you switch to those other models and talk to your clients about that, you can you can pitch it to them and sell it to them as like, look, instead of me racking up all these hours, what if you just paid me, you know, I don't know what you're charging, but what if you just paid me a thousand dollars flat a month um, and and I could and I'll just handle all the requests you send to me and we'll just we'll just tackle them together. Like you set up some boundaries, you set up some guidelines, but then it just becomes like a fixed recurring mm-hmm. thing. Um and then you can you can rely on that to to say if I get you know I don't know how much money you need to survive without your day job but it's like if I get three to five of those paying me a thousand dollars a month I can quit my day job and and then grow from mm-hmm. there so so that helps definitely with like planning and and strategically planning your finances for the future and figuring out where you you need to go yeah I actually tried to um, create packages but I just I literally had no idea how much to charge. Like I, I'm, I'm horrible mm. with finances and all of that stuff, you know? So I was like, oh my God, where do I start? But yeah, I know that I, I, I I've heard that it's better to charge like that. So Are your clients yeah. in the U S um, one of them, one of them is in the U S and the other one is, um, from here from Puerto Rico. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how much, how much can I ask how much, uh, and it's okay if you don't want to answer. Um, how much you're getting paid per hour on these projects? Yeah. So, so right now I'm, I'm I'm charging $20 per hour. Yeah. Based on my experience and all of that, but I don't know if that's, you know, if if you guys, you know, be free to, to tell me if that's uh, a lot or I don't know. Well, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard for us to know. Like that feels really low and I'm sure Clay will say the same thing. It feels really low to Mm -hmm. us, but that's hard for us to say because we don't know what it costs to live in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so I guess like, um, let's, let's, let's try this. We've done this before and it's kind of helpful. If you, how many clients would you need, like the ones you currently have 
in order to quit your day oh. job, in order to make the same amount of money freelancing that you do at your job? I think I would need, I don't know, I've at least five, honestly. So, yeah. Okay. Could you handle and, five, though? And, and yeah, because that's the thing. You said you're working three hours a day mm-hmm. um, on each client, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Is that, was yes. that right? So now you're staring down 15-hour days just to quit your job. Mm-hmm. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. So that's a scary prospect. <laughs> right? So so that so that to that to me says your rate is too low. Okay. Because you don't want to work 15 hour mm-hmm. days. Right. If you want to work 15 hour days, you can just keep your day job. Yeah. Right. So so I think you probably need to increase your rate. Uh Obviously, that will come with time. I don't know, Clay. What, what's okay? Can, what's can we back up a step? I want to know specifically what types of projects you're working on. You say ones for a course, but like, what's what are you writing? Um, I'm basically writing uh, what the what the client is going to say on the videos of the course, and oh, then okay. yes, yes, and the other one I'm writing um, her website copy. Okay. So yeah. you have to think about this though, like copywriting is, it's one of those weird skills. Um, let me explain it in, in the world of marketing. It's like the most ancient skill set that exists. Like, it's like, it goes beyond social media, beyond like it, it goes all the way back. It's kind of, it's kind of the foundation for all, 
all marketing. Yeah, it right? is. But what's ironic is it is the one that is the uh, people know about it the least amount, right? Some with a lot of people, you say copywriting, they think legal. Um, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> so. Every time someone asks me here, like, what do you do? And I say copywriting, nobody, literally no one knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so it, it, it's difficult to sell. I, I will say mm-hmm. that it is difficult to sell. Um, so I, I would create packages uh, and this is, keep this in mind. Like you can do, if you simplify things down, there's either one-time projects or there's recurring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I, this is what I would do if I were you. Okay. I would 100% agree with Preston, get away from hourly. Um, and you, you can, when, when I say get away from hourly, just stop charging hourly. Just, your, your packages can be less, you, you could still charge like $20 an hour, like mathematically on paper, right? If a project takes five hours, charge $100 for it. That's still $20 an hour. You know what I mean? Okay. But, but charge it. But charge $100 for the project, like if that makes sense. So um, I would have two different tiers. So on the back, he's, yeah, he's saying like on the back end, you know that it was about $20 an hour that you got mm-hmm. paid. But to your client, you're saying $100 a project. Then when you complete it in three hours, they're not like, hey, why wasn't it $60? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, like if writing one email takes you an hour, I mean, you can... I mean, you could charge 20 bucks for that, but quite honestly, like this, this is what I would do for your one. I would simplify things in two different, two different ways, one-time projects and recurring retainer. Um, your one-time projects, you should charge more on like, if you break it down on hourly, I would charge more. So if somebody like, mm-hmm. we'll just take emails, for example, um, do you write emails? Yes, I do. Okay. So if somebody wants a one-off email, mm-hmm. I think you should charge like a hundred bucks an email, right? Or more, right? Or more than 20 bucks. Okay. One off. But you have a package over here as a recurring basis because it, it, like what something I preach to, to business owners, you need to write at least a weekly email, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have a package of a, I'll write four emails per month, per month. On a recurring basis, not not a not a package, not a not a four email package, not a four email block, but like a monthly recurring. You will do like a twelve month yes, contract yeah. or something. Like, mm-hmm. and then at that point, you can charge like. Uh, so it's it's twenty dollars. Like you're paying, you're doing twenty dollars. Let's just say hypothetically, it takes you an hour to write an email. You could do eighty dollars, but like that sound now. If you this sounds way too too cheap, so. Instead of $100 for one email, maybe you charge $200 for a month for four emails, right? Or maybe $150 a month for four emails. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it almost a no-brainer. So like when someone's looking at these, it makes it almost a no-brainer to do the recurring. Like they can either pay $100 for one email or $200 for four emails. Mm-hmm. Like that, you you almost want to make it like, duh. Like, of course I'll do the recurring. So, like when you're putting these packages together, you want to encourage, uh, and put and and encourage and choose things that you are going to do that that 
organically does require recurring work, emails, social media, um, website, unfortunately, does not fit in that category. Once your yeah. website copy is done, it's done, right? Um, blogging, though, could be uh, a, yeah. is a recurring. So I would focus on the, the, the copywriting services that, that, require, that do require an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of one time, yep. Script script writing like you're doing. Script writing, um, script writing for YouTube videos. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think there's lots of lots of recurring potential, and and I think you can if you if you want to learn more about pricing. I wish I had a great book to recommend for pricing. I don't really, and but I think what I would do, what I've done in the past, and this has been very helpful, is visit other sites that offer your services, and then just other random websites, things you subscribe to. Um, other like service providers, agencies, and just see what they're doing. And you don't have to charge. I'm not saying to check to know what to charge. I'm saying look at their strategy mm-hmm. behind what they're charging. So they might charge a hundred times as much as you. They might charge you know two thousand dollars an hour because they're some big mm-hmm. agency. But but what you but what you're looking at is relationally, relatively. You know, how much is their monthly package versus their one-off item or whatever? And we see this all the time. Like you can you can subscribe to a magazine for three dollars a month or eighteen dollars a year. And it's like, well, of course I'm gonna do eighteen dollars a year, right? It's it's a no-brainer. And so we see it at all scales, at all levels, with all amounts. I think it it's it could be really helpful if you start looking really closely at yeah. all of those that you see around you. Visit some websites, check out their pricing structures. Mm-hmm. You know, there's websites like um content cucumber that offers like unlimited written content um design pickle that does unlimited graphic design like you could check some of their pricing structures and kind of see what their strategy and then try to reverse engineer what their strategy was um i think that could be really really insightful for you yes and speaking about the pricing and all of that would you guys i mean i guess so would you guys recommend that i put um all of the packages on my website i i don't like i i didn't know if i should like have that uh public or like if i should wait. i like it yes. i like to do that i think oh. you should i, I uh-huh. think it it cuts down on the it cuts down on the back and forth between like people asking it lets people know right away if they're gonna fit with what you're looking to do mm-hmm. like i i for a long time i didn't put my prices up and then it was like every first email was like how much do you charge well mm-hmm. if that's really their most important determining factor which for a lot of businesses it's a huge piece mm-hmm. right especially where you don't necessarily have a reputation yet like people aren't like oh we have to hire natalia at any cost mm-hmm. right and and you might get to that point one day but right now they do care about cost. And so, yeah, I, I think you, you make it very okay, clear. That's great. And also like in terms of um, social media content, would you guys recommend um, for me to charge um, based on how many social accounts the client has or how many posts uh, the client needs? Like how, what's the best way to charge that? I would, I would charge it by, um so we're talking about the captions right like what what yeah. is written yeah about that yeah mainly the captions I, i'm not like i i do i can make the copy for for the visuals too but main mainly the captions all right i would i would mm-hmm. i would put a i would charge this is me mm-hmm. i would charge a monthly retainer for x amount of dollars per month 
that includes X number of captions. Okay. And and I wouldn't charge. I wouldn't do it by. Um, well, you could do it by the platform because the platforms vary. So I, you know, I would separate it out by platform. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, Twitter obviously is lesser. You know, fewer characters. Um, but for the ones that where there's no character limit, because really that's the difference, right? TikTok has a character limit. T- uh, Twitter has a character limit. So like, I would do long. Uh, I would separate it out by like platforms where it's like there is no character limit mm-hmm. versus short form copy i would do those two categories and have retainers for for those and have okay. like x number of um i would only you want to make it simple so just off the top of my head what i would try is you have long form short form copy under each one of those i would have two two retainer packages maybe one that's only 15 captions and the other one's 30 mm-hmm. that's makes it sense. Mm-hmm. okay thank you yeah I, that's what that's what makes sense to me and i and i wonder i wonder if you just um charge the same i'm thinking i'm thinking about this question you had about charging by the number of accounts they want you to work on and that's an, definitely an interesting way to look at it and if you set a flat price so like restaurants will do this um where it's like all the drinks cost the same but some drinks cost them more and some drinks cost them less but in the end it kind of all comes out even in the wash right so like so like let's say a a twitter post might cost you five dollars worth of work um but you can charge them $20 worth of work, mm-hmm. right? So you make $15. But a Facebook post costs you $10 in work, uh, but and then you charge $20, so you only make $10 on a Facebook post. If you just charged all the same, so like maybe your package was $15 or $30 social media posts or captions or whatever wording you want to use, um, up to 500 words or up to 250 words or whatever, then you can just charge the same thing for all of it. It keeps it super, super simple. And you make a little bit more on Twitter and on, you know, anything with sort of a smaller that tend to be a little bit smaller and shorter, but you still make a great profit on longer stuff like Facebook. I don't know. There's, there's two different ways you can approach it. And that'll, that'll be up to you to figure out kind of what the best approach is. I I do think I want to touch on one thing that we haven't touched on. That's critical when you're thinking about pricing strategy, Mm -hmm. and that is value-based pricing. So we've talked about hourly. We've talked about project. We talked about recurring. We haven't really touched on value-based pricing, and value-based pricing takes into consideration um, the value that it's bringing to your client. So, let's go back to your email suggestion or your email situation, right? So, one email, maybe you charge a hundred dollars for that email. Okay. Well, if the client pays a hundred dollars, and and you find out that that client from that email made twenty thousand dollars because they have a big email list and because their product is really popular or whatever. I mean, how would you feel about that? I mean, I think I should charge up way more. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You feel a little bit cheated, mm-hmm. right? Um and so if if you can figure out the value that your work is bringing to your clients mm-hmm. and that's hard to do, then you can have a better idea of what you can charge on a value pricing 
system, right? So, so you say like, well, this email is this pr- email is probably going to make you guys a thousand bucks. I'm going to charge you two hundred dollars for it, and that's still a great deal for them. Eighty percent profit, right? They're still going to take it. Still going to be great. So, so figuring out those numbers can be really, really helpful in increasing your pricing. And, and how exactly do I figure those numbers? <laughs> like, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's really that's always been the challenge. You as you get to know your target audience a little bit more, you'll start and and you can check out their pricing for things like let's take this this course you're working uh-huh. on, right? You can look at his website, you can figure out how much the course sells for. Um so you can be kind of discreet about it that way and say like, well, he, you know, I think he's probably selling 100 courses a month and they cost $400 each, so he's doing whatever that is, $40,000 a month in course sales. So I'm going to charge him, you know, $2,000 a month and he's still going to have plenty left over or whatever. Those are all obviously arbitrary numbers, but you can sort of look at it that way. You could also um, be really invested in your client's success. And you could say to your client, what does success look like for this email? And they'll say, well, we probably need to sell 100 units or 100 courses or 100 whatever to make this email Mm -hmm. worth it. And then you can sort of do the math on that and say, okay, they're hoping to make, you know, $25 product times a hundred. They're hoping to make $2,500 off this email. So I'm going to charge them $300 or whatever. Clay, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I agree with that. Like 70%. (laughs) 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 So here's my take on it. Um, The, yes, I, I think you should, I think you ought to, um, like your pricing can be can vary depending on who you're talking to. So like mm-hmm. big enterprise companies, like corporate companies, you can charge a lot more mm-hmm. um, versus your mom and pop like coffee shop down the road, right? Um, so it all depends on who you're talking to. So this, when I say who you're talking to, your target audience, right? Like so, there's a difference between, for example. I don't know if you have like Dollar General in Puerto Rico or like a yes. dollar store. Um, there's a difference between that versus um, Target, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't know what the high-end version of retail is, but um, big difference, right? Big, big difference in who they, who they uh, talk to. So the copywriting is different. But like also, um, the... I think it also depends on supply and demand. This is e- 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 econ 101. Um, as long as you're, if your supply, if your supply is low or de- and demand is high, so supply low means your capacity to work, right? Um, if you don't have that much capacity to work, if you're full, but like you got people knocking on your door to hire you, that that's a your yeah that that's a signal that your rate goes up. Um, mm-hmm. and as far as like choosing the, the fee, you know, honestly, this is something you could, I, in my opinion, this is what I did. You just choose a number and you start uh-huh. there. Mm-hmm, yep. I mean, quite honestly, you, the, the, no one can. And then you, and then you increase it regularly yeah. until you get pushed. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, that's the key. That is the key. If it is too easy to sell, you are too cheap. Okay. They're like, if you are in sales, do you think it's, do you think that's, 
I, I agree with that 100%, except I'm wondering at her stage in her business, do you think that's true also? Or do you want it to be really easy to sell early on so you can build up a big book of business? Um, I mean, I... I no, think, I, I think you should start now. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yes. Well, when I... Okay, let me, let me, let me quantify it. Mm-hmm. Let me quantify it. Let me quantify it. So when I say it's too okay. easy to sell, if you talk to 10 prospects and you sell all 10, that, that, that's, <laughs> it's too easy to sell. You are priced way too low. And I promise you, at like $20 an hour for copyright, if you talk to some business owners here in the US who actually are looking for copywriters, they will buy at $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Now, if you talk to 10 people and you sell seven of them, but three of them don't, that to me is a sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. Still converting, converting really well. But you have pushback. Um, but you have some pushback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere between like five to seven people, like that right there is is the sweet spot. Um, and I think, yeah, I think you should do that now because uh like you're still gonna get you're still gonna get clients. You just need to increase the number of people you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, otherwise, if it's if if you're if you're priced too low and you're selling ten out of ten, the problem is is that yeah, your conversion rate's high, but you now you're doing a bunch of work for twenty bucks an hour and you had don't have the capacity. You're working twenty hour days. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly the problem. What that that that's what I was thinking about. Like I yeah, I would be very stressed out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so like for, the, <laughs> yeah. for these two clients that you currently have. Uh, and I don't know if you've had these conversations yet, but like when you pitch a recurring package, I would not pitch a $20 an hour recurring package to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be that much higher, right? I get it. Like you, you're in startup mode. Um, you need revenue, however you can get it. Uh, I don't know. I, that's just me. I, uh, but it does it does make it hard to grow, right? If you're really hoping to grow this in a year to where you could quit your job, if you lock yourself into eight clients right now at twenty dollars an hour, you know, you can always try to increase prices. That can be a little awkward. You can always try to get more clients, but that means more hours. So yeah, really coming back to that idea of hourly, like if you ditch the hourly stuff and and increase your rates until you get that pushback to where five to seven people are saying yes. Five to fifty yeah. to seventy percent are saying yes, and the rest are saying no. That does feel like a good, good way to test this at first. Mm-hmm. Natalia, are we headed in the right direction, or 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 um? Yeah, yes. What are you, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Oh, what do you what's happening? No, over there? I'm honestly, I literally, I'm I'm learning so much right now. I'm just I, as I said before, I'm terrible with the finance part of part of the business, and so I've struggled a lot because I do have experience with copywriting and all of that, and I and I feel like I do a pretty good job but sometimes it's very hard to ask for more money and that's it's it's awkward it's 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 mm. uncomfortable but I know you know deep down I know that I should be charging more I just I just literally don't know how like how to do it but I I should definitely if like if I want to do this transition you guys are totally right like I should charge a bit more and just see where it goes because I do yep. I you know my my work is good so I feel like I deserve it. And yeah, like I agree with everything. Work, work. So let me just say this. (laughs) The work, the work quality alone is not going to allow you to increase prices. 
mm-hmm. will not. Okay, what what do you mean? It's work quality plus popularity influence. Okay. Yeah. Like that's how that's how you do it. And I'd say plus and I'd say plus the the value that you bring to your clients. Mm-hmm. So even if the work is really high quality, I guess I guess my fear is the phrase that you said, I deserve it, and I agree with you. You probably do deserve it. But that's that can't be how you approach a client about it, right? It's it's brand. You you have to approach the client you have to approach the client by saying this will pay off for you. Mm-hmm. That's their that's the, really the big question in their mind, right? The big question is not will the words flow well. Mm-hmm. That's maybe important to them. But what they care about is how much will they on pay this mm-hmm. $100 I spend, will I make at least $101 mm-hmm. back? Mm-hmm. Right? I have a friend who does copywriting. He's he does not have a staff and he charges $10,000 a month retainer. Oh my god. Goals. It, yeah. Yep. So, and I will tell yep. you, I knew him before he did, before he reached this level. And it's, you know, he will, he will absolutely admit that he is not the best. His, his work <laughs> is good. His work is top notch, but someone is always better. Someone's mm-hmm. always better. It's all about your brand, what you represent, how you market yourself, and the mm-hmm. messaging that mm-hmm. you come across from like that, that, that your clients see that right. you put out there. And so mm-hmm. Preston's right. It's not just, Hey, I'm going to write an email, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. about what that email represents, you know? Yep. I, I've got a friend who, <laughs> this was like even a couple of years ago. He may even charge more now. He's able to charge $4,000 for one blog post. Oh my God. And the reason he's able to do that is because when he writes a blog post, it ranks number one in Google, like all the time. Mm-hmm. If not number one, top three, if not top three, first page, like almost always. And so what happened was he was writing these guest posts for sites and crushing it and getting first, second, third place in Google for high competition keywords. And their competitors were seeing this happen. So they reached out to him and said, if you'll do the same thing for us, we'll pay you $4,000 a blog post for it or whatever. Or we'll pay you whatever you charge. And he said, great, I charge $4,000 for an article, which is an insane amount to me um, and probably to you guys. But but like he, people didn't even bat an eye at that. They paid him m- multiple times to write articles for $4,000 per article. So, and it was all because he had built up this brand, like Clay is saying, and and this reputation, and he had those results to show for it. And so that's the more you can do that, and that will just come with time, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the more you can do that, the higher you'll be able to charge. Noted. And and, ta- and speaking of- also, uh-huh. oh, one last thing, I just want to tell you, um, we do have an episode called like five signs you should raise your rates or something. Mm-hmm. I'll find it. We'll link to it in the show notes for the listeners. I think that's worth listening to as you continue to increase your rates. It's like, oh, there's another there's another sign I should raise my rates. Oh, there's another sign. And you just keep raising, raising, raising until you get so much pushback, you have to sort of mellow out on that. Sorry, did you have another question? Yeah, no, I was actually going to ask you about that, but I'll definitely listen to the episode. Um, but yeah, now I remember that I also wanted to ask you guys, uh, like, is it better to um, work with different um, industries or is it better to specialize in, I don't know, in one or like 
multiple. <laughs> like, what do you guys recommend? Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because we just did a short on yeah. this uh, last week. Oh, okay. So it, it will have published. It actually might publish after this episode. It's kind of weird how oh it works. Oh, my God. Clay, do you want to give her like the do you want to give her like the short version of what we came up with in that episode? Yeah, I so this is my take on it. I don't think so niche, niches or niches, however you pronounce that, to me is not a, is not a skill set and it is not it's not defined by a skill set and it's not defined by an industry. Now, with that said, like that doesn't mean that you organically work in a certain industry. Okay. So I'm not saying don't do that. But what I'm saying is there's a much deeper level behind these things. And what I mean is your all of your prospects and all your clients, like they all share the same belief. There, mm-hmm. There's one belief um, that you all believe in. And like in your scenario, so maybe like uh, so let me ask you, is there a style of copy that you you specialize in or you tend to fall back on or no? Um, I guess I I try to like write very down to earth, uh, honest, uh, um, easy to understand copy, honestly. Like I don't okay. like to overcomplicate things. Okay. So, so yeah. you probably write how people talk. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like maybe that's, and I don't know if this is the way to go. I'm just like, this is a hypothetical situation. Okay. But like, maybe that's the belief system, right? People believe mm-hmm. that you have to like everything that you do in marketing, all your messaging, all your copies should be written in a way like a, like an actual human being. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that can go, that belief system can go across multiple different industries. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like, but but the the business owner believes in that, so like that that's to me is is what uh, niching should be, and 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 it could organically be in a certain industry, just happening you know naturally. But I don't think you should like force, a, 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 you know, only writing for a certain industry. The only exceptions mm-hmm. I would say are if like you're a technical writer, mm-hmm. you know, like. That's that's the exception, I think. Noted. Yeah, that's what we talked about on the previous episode, too, was like, um, it's a lot better to let your niche develop organically a lot of times, particularly where you're not a startup, you're not gathering, uh, you know, investment money, you're just, you're just like starting this thing on your own, and you have the time to where it can kind of grow organically. Um, and so, yeah, experiment, take on clients, uh, see which ones you like to work with, see which ones are willing to pay you the most, see which ones you like, uh, you know, the projects that they give you. And over time, you'll start of sort to de- you'll sort of start to develop this niche that you feel like is a good fit for you. But like Clay was saying, sometimes we we say like, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna write articles for energy companies because that's what I know I can do. Okay. And it's like, well, you're you're leaving all this other opportunity mm-hmm. on the table mm-hmm. for really no good reason other than you just have heard you need to niche down. So, yeah, I think I'd let it happen organically. And I think uh, I love the advice Clay gave about, like, finding people who share your vision and your mission and your, yeah, your beliefs. Yeah, it makes all the sense. And, and I ask this question because I've heard so many times that, yeah, you need to specialize in this sort of niche and 
it's better to uh, become an expert at some um, topic. And I was just like, but I'm going to get bored sooner, sooner or later. You know, I would like to know a lot, you know, about different things. And so I didn't know, you know, if I should just focus on one or two or three. Um, up until now, I, as I mentioned, I, I, my clients are in the, within the inter- entertainment industry and I love it, but I also like food. Mm. I also like animal care. I also like, um, hospitality travel. So yeah, you know, I have many interests. So I was very confused yeah. about that. Yeah. But. but like your niche, your niche could be like, um, activities that bring people joy, right? right. We, we believe that like the belief, like Clay was talking, the belief, right? The belief could be, we believe humans are on earth to have fun and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, okay, now entertainment industry fits into that. Mm-hmm. Food fits into that. Travel fits into that. Pets fit into that. Like there's all these things that can fit into that. Oh, I love and it. And you're still being true to your brand. I love it. Right? I never yeah. thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Here's here's another thing to yeah. think about. Um, I think, I think niches, like when looking at that, you also need to look at, does it change up your process? Mm-hmm. Right. If if yeah. the if your process literally does not change versus if you work with someone in entertainment versus animals versus whatever industry, if it doesn't change, there's no reason to to focus on a one industry, in my opinion. Right. Like for me, for example, if someone were to ask me, hey, who do you work with? My answer is service providers, people mm-hmm. who provide a service. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because it doesn't matter who I'm working with, whether it's a doctor, a copywriter, a website designer, uh, a pest control person. Like it, as long as I provide a service, my process is exactly the same. Versus e-commerce, I do not work with e-commerce because that mm-hmm. process is quite different. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about processes because, like, if your process doesn't change. In my opinion, I don't think you should you should switch that up. There's no reason to. Right. Well, Natalia, we've packed a lot into 48 minutes, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully it's been helpful to you today. Oh, we really appreciate been. you taking the time to call mm-hmm. in. Oh, good. Good, good. Why don't you quickly tell everyone where they can reach you, connect with you if they want to hire you, maybe? Um, yeah, so I'm currently on LinkedIn. Um, I don't, I'm working on my website, uh, but you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, it's uh, Natalia Sotomayor. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can put it on the, you know, written on the podcast, but right now that's, that's where you guys can find me. I'm also on Upwork and all of that, but. Do you have a, yeah. do, do you, do you own yeah, a domain? Yeah, uh, not, I mean, I do have my personal profile, but I'm working on the, on the business one. I still don't have it up. So well, do you, have you purchased a domain though? Yes. yes. Like a, like a, just a dot com. Oh, or yeah. Something. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, huh. here's what I would do because I don't know when this is, when is this going to air Preston? That is a good question. This is why I have a team. I have no okay. idea. Well, <laughs> is it going to be in the next a, a couple, couple weeks? Okay, a couple weeks. Couple so weeks. here, Natalia, this is what I would do. Mention your domain name here. And in the next couple of weeks, just get a quick landing page up. Right. Okay. That's, that's good. That's yeah. Good have to, just slap your logo, put your contact information. Done. You, you can <laughs> okay, do that in yeah, the next few weeks. 
I do have the domain. I just, I'm horrible. I'm terrible at making websites. So I'm, I, you know, I, I have to put in the work, but yeah, I do have it. So. All right. What is it? So it's, Afuego, share it with us? so it's a fuego copy. I don't know if people are going to understand it. It's a fuego copy, um, dot com. So a F U E G O copy. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Okay, we're gonna wait to see a landing page up there. <laughs> this airs in a couple weeks. So, yeah, hopefully. this is part. Of, this is this is part of the coaching call. It's like yeah, like, no, like get, get your shit done. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I that's that was the the push I needed. There you go. Well, good. All right. Well, Clay from getdripify.com, Thank you so much, man, for taking the time today. Yeah, for sure. Super fun. Yep. And Natalia, thanks again. It's been a blast. Oh, it's been a blast. Thank you guys so much. All right. We'll see you again soon. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya.